Trapcast Express. Tratcast Express, it's Tuesday, May 22nd, 2018. Francis sure knows how to make a mess. You've no doubt heard about it by now, but if you haven't, here we go. On May 19th, the Spanish newspaper El País published an interview with Juan Carlos Cruz, one of the victims of the sexual abuse perpetrated by Father Fernando Caradima in Chile. Some weeks ago, Cruz had been invited to the Vatican to speak with Francis one-on-one, and uh, in this interview just published, Cruz said that Francis told him the following, quote, Juan Carlos, that you are gay does not matter. God made you like that, and he loves you like that, and I do not care. The Pope loves you as you are. You have to be happy with who you are, unquote. This is blasphemy and heresy, all wrapped into one. We've taken this quote apart and critiqued it on our blog at novusordowatch.org slash wire. Just look for the post of May 20th entitled, Francis Tells Homosexual, God Made You Like That. The only part of the quote that is true and correct and that we can entirely agree with is his affirmation, I do not care. That is definitely clear. When it comes to faith and morals and the salvation of souls, Jorge Bergoglio simply doesn't give a flip. And in fact, what he's done here to Cruz, sad to say, is he's continued the work of Father Karadima in destroying the man's soul, seeking his unhappiness in this life and eternally in the next. Francis is a spiritual criminal of the worst sort. Ladies and gentlemen, this remark about God made you like that is bigger than the who am I to judge comment in 2013, and we know what kind of a mess that turned into. And already, of course, the fallout from the latest wickedness from the Bergolian lips is beginning to pour in, and of course, just as expected. LGBT community cheers Pope Francis' God made you like this remark, writes Nicole Winfield from the Associated Press. This is going to be endlessly replayed by the secular news media and is a huge boost to the spread of the various movements that advocate for the acceptance of all sorts of sexual perversions. Not only do Francis' words legitimize unnatural lust, they also sanction in principle the entire LGBTQXYZ whatever movements and their absurd and harmful gender ideology. The Vatican has remained silent so far, not confirming, but also not denying the reported words of Francis. But hey, not to worry, because diehard Novus Ordo apologist Steve Kellmeyer has figured out that all this hullabaloo is totally unjustified, because what Francis said is totally orthodox, and the media are misrepresenting him. Yeah. He writes on his blog, aptly named The Fifth Column, that Francis is only saying that God made us and we suffer from the consequences of original sin, but God loves us in spite of that. Well, nice try, Mr. Kellmeyer, except that's really not what Francis said. He said that God made Cruz attracted to other men and that it doesn't matter that it's not something to be unhappy about, and that God loves his being attracted to other men. That's what Francis said. 
Francis did not say what Kellmeyer wishes he had said, namely that even though Cruz is afflicted with temptations to unnatural lust, God loves him anyway. That's not what he said. Kellmeyer is kind of a, a Mark Shea in training, I would say, because he's almost as bad as Shea. Shea, by the way, has not yet weighed in on this, but uh, that may just be the calm before the storm. So, as always, no one causes chaos like Chaos Frank. And make no mistake about it, the chaos, the confusion, the bewilderment is deliberate. Think about it by means of a very simple analogy. Let's say you run a red light once. Okay, one can say you were careless, inattentive, you made a terrible mistake. Fine. But if you're sincere, then you take steps to ensure that this doesn't happen again. It cannot happen again. But if you run a red light a second and a third, even a fourth time, then although you might still only be careless, it has to be said that you're gravely negligent and gravely culpable. But when you continually run red lights, 5, 6, 18, and 24 times, it's clear that your actions are deliberate. They're not the result of carelessness, of inattentiveness, of negligence. No, they're deliberate, and that is what's happening here. Francis isn't constantly making mistakes. Francis does all this on purpose because he wants the confusion and the chaos and we can see a clear example of that in the next story we're going to look at now. Today, the Catholic Herald had the following headline, Pope Francis, it is not a sin to criticize the Pope. Francis said this to Italian Novus Ordo bishops in the context of their Episcopal conference, which he opened with a speech in which he made this remark. Now, headlines like this show that Francis is very happy with his dialectic, this tension of people supporting him on the one hand and then others opposing him on the other, only, of course, to a certain degree. But this way, those who are unhappy with him will stay in the game and not abandon him, meaning they won't reject his claim to being the Pope. And you can bet your bottom dollar that in the future we will see that very line that it's not a sin to criticize the Pope, we will see that line quoted again and again in speeches, articles, and blog posts and videos by people like Cardinal Raymond Burke, Bishop Athanasius Schneider, Roberto de Mattei, Christopher Ferrara, Michael Matt, and so on, as they try to legitimize their opposition to the apostate without, however, questioning his putative status as Pope. And so, although we know from experience that for those who do criticize Francis, there will be hell to pay, this public verbal affirmation that he's okay with being criticized allows Francis to keep people who are on the fence about him to continue believing in the charade that he is the Pope of the Catholic Church. Because as long as they do that, he doesn't care. Because either way, they deny the Catholic faith either by accepting his heresies or by refusing them and thus denying Catholic teaching of submission to the Pope. So you see, as long as you acknowledge him as Pope, he wins either way. Which brings us to our last story for today. Yesterday, Andrea Tornielli wrote at Vatican Insider about a new book that will be released in Italy on May 25th, 
written by two high-profile journalists, Nello Scavo and Roberto Beretta. The book aims at debunking fake news about Francis. Quote, the authors collected 80 of the main accusations against the Pope, counter-reporting them point by point. Relations with the dictatorships of Latin America and Freemasonry, the manipulated conclave, the accusations of heresy, the wrong appointments, relations with the Curia, the media, the scandals, and even the gaffes, unquote. Now that promises to be a very interesting read, and I've already ordered a copy. My favorite part about the book, though, is its title, Fake Pope. If they only knew how right they are. Tradcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.